Welcome to this week's EG Like Sunday Morning. Uh, much of the focus this time is on talent, and my guests have that by the bucket load. Head of Special Content, Emily Wright, and reporter Evelina Grichenko. How are you both doing this week? Good, thank you. Good, how are you? I'm all right, thank you. Yeah, yeah. Are you enjoying the uh, warm weather? Is it warm? I suppose it is a bit warm. It's a bit cloudy, but... Oh, it's quite it certainly, hot It certainly has been warm. <laughs> How is it up in the, the northwest, Evelina? Yeah, it's really warm in there, 27 degrees. So oh, I don't wow. know, where's Emily? <laughs> She's probably in Alaska. <laughs> <laughs> I'd love to be in Alaska. I'm, a, I'm, I'm sure I've said on podcasts previously, I love the cold and the rain. Mm. Honestly, I do. So Alaska for me would be marvellous right now. <laughs> OK, well, uh, yeah, you know, get... Okay. Uh, any any prop tech firms out there in Alaska listening in uh, who would like to offer Emily uh, a site visit, uh, she's she's open open to that. Um, so as promised, we have plenty of talent to talk about uh, this time. But uh, first, Evelina, this week uh, you are at EG and Bidwell's creating a scientific superpower conference, uh, hearing from many of the best and brightest in life sciences. So uh, tell us, what did you learn at the event? Oh. There was a lot to learn and we <laughs> will have quite a few pages dedicated in our next week's magazine covering mm -hmm. that. And we already had a couple of stories going out. Yeah, Tim's done one on the Lord Willard speech and uh, I have done one on the investment panel. Mm -hmm. So there is more to come. So uh, I'm sure our audience can learn a lot and read a lot around the subject. Uh, we have received quite a good feedback from those who managed to attend the conference mm -hmm. and uh, they have pointed out that the main thing that they have learned from the conference is that the life sciences industry should be louder. Mm -hmm. louder in speaking about its challenges and louder in speaking about its opportunities. So that's what we're hoping to bring with those kind of events that mm -hmm. we do, like we've done on Monday, creating a superpower. Yeah, and, and when they're speaking loudly, they need to be speaking loudly to you, I guess. Uh, not necessarily, but I guess <laughs> I, I, I'm happy to be one of the sources. <laughs> and is there quite a lot of, was there quite a lot of excitement around the sector among those that were, were there? Uh, yeah, absolutely. So we had a lot of to discuss. Uh, I mean, we it was really tight. Like, I mean, we had panels running one after another, but mm -hmm. we had like maybe five or so minutes to discuss what happened. And yeah, people were quite enthusiastic to discuss what happened. And yeah, some, some views were launched. And also the audience was quite active as the mm -hmm. panel discussions were taking place. Someone was raising hand and like, you know, offering their query and the the original panel discussion turned into the other discussion so yeah it was pretty lively mm -hmm. i really enjoyed it and in this week's magazine you've also been talking with oxford properties uh, about its uh, big life sciences plans yes i was talking with abby she was also present in our conference so it was good to catch up in person um so what to talk about Oxford Properties, a really exciting move. They are going to launch an operating platform. So they're going not only own the buildings, they're going to operate the buildings and their aim is to create the clusters in which the companies, the early stage companies from the universities will be able to develop and to expand. Uh, as I talked before, when we had like... Um, previous CG like Sunday morning, I probably couldn't remember when it, where it was, but yeah, there's currently a, a huge lack uh, of space mm -hmm. in terms of um, 
this kind of mid-class space of probably 10 to 20,000 square foot for the life sciences companies to take as they develop. Because when they're small, they kind of can be based on the university sites. Mm. And then they either have to take like a two-story building or go somewhere else to find like this, you know, middle class space. So I, I think there were quite a few life sciences investors now who are keen to create that space for them. So that's one of the ways how the industry is hoping to keep the talent at home and mm-hmm. like kind of prevent them from going to the US or Europe. And so what what are, what are some of the ways that they that people are innovating to find that kind of space? Is it, is it, is it sort of, I guess it's similar I, things like the the shopping centre redevelopment in Oxford and things like that. Is that how people are are finding it? Yeah, through the redevelopment, through building new sites, redeveloping offices. Mm. Quite a few offices and offices in Cambridge that are suitable for redevelopment. But again, it's all about the design. If mm. you're able to find the right architects who will be able to redesign your building because you know the labs are quite strict about the ceilings and like the highs of the building and the safety features so you know it's a bit more complicated than other industries but I believe we're mm. getting there. It's all about finding the right talent uh, which leads us neatly uh, to Emily. Uh, you've been as busy as ever uh, this week not least with putting together our latest uh, talent special. It, it, uh, it doesn't seem long since we were talking about the last one, Emily, but uh, it's uh, talent time again, and y- you've been headlining it uh, with the lessons um, you've learned on giving people a reason to return to the office from CBRE's recent West End HQ refurbishment. Yeah, and it's a, a kind of sort of piece of two halves, or two pieces of two halves, doesn't make sense. <laughs> two I'm, pieces of two halves. Can I run with it? Because it started now. Um, so, yeah, we, so I did a tour of Henrietta House, which um, for anyone who doesn't know, is CBRE's London West End HQ, and anyone that had been there prior to the refurb and extension that they'd just completely completed at the end of last year, they'd know that it was a very, it's what you'd expect from a, you know, corporate occupier and it was very branded and that it was very green um, mm-hmm. and not in terms of sustainability wise, although I'm sure, I'm sure it did have sustainability credentials, but um, the colour green, it was um, <laughs> a sort of very, the very kind of sort of bright green hue to it. And um, you walked in, it was, you know, very barrier-esque. You know, there's the front-facing reception and then the banks of lifts behind and um you know not that not that's out of the ordinary it was just very corporate mm. um so they've done um working with them um, maury smith architects and um and designers um and landlord lazaro they've been working on this um huge um refurb and extension um and it's just completely transformed the space and to the point where um i believe it was a diary story we ran a while ago the sort of west end revelers coming in off the street at you know <laughs> 10 p.m and asking that reception of the hotel bar is because it looks so mm. hospitable from the outside mm. that people assume it's a hotel rather than an office which i think is what they were going for but um it's just an interesting story because it was really nail-biting. You know, they, they kicked all this stuff off and at the height of the build, they're meant to have 380 construction workers on site. It was June 2020, so a couple of months after the pandemic had really hit. Uh, they had not even 100 workers on site. Nobody in the West End, nobody in London. 
Um, and they went to go have a look at it and the back of the building was completely open to the elements, no facade at all, all falling out. <laughs> they looked at each other. And at that time, of course, people were saying, oh, well, no one's going to come back to the office. And they were just thinking, what have we done? I mean, we're in the middle of this huge, huge, costly project, um, creating the ultimate workspace. <laughs> it sounds like no one's going to come back. Um, and they said, when I spoke to them, you know, we were thinking, would we have done this if we'd known this was going to happen? And the answer might well have been no. And that would have been a huge missed opportunity because now the timing is perfect. Hmm. As everybody's desperate to get their talent back to offices and workspaces, um, you know, it's all about having a homely lifestyle space with lots of different options and flexibility. And CBRA just happens to have one neatly up its sleeve, ready to go, launched in November 2021, as if, you know, it was all meant to be. Um, and that their, um, their occupancy rates are really, really strong for West End, um, Central London. Um, so it's great. And anyone who hasn't sort of been or had a look, check out the piece. Um, beautiful design, um, some wonderful artwork, a very open... Um, atrium much much more of a public vibe to it and then some great workspaces as well um i particularly like they've got some high ch high chair sounds weird but sort of a high stool area with with like you know with cushioning and desks that overlook the central lift shafts anyway it's great i can see why people have come back i can see why it's, that's attracting their talent um and then the other piece we've done at the back of that is we've looked at really rural mm. as well because there are some people for whom it doesn't matter how great the office is, the pull of the city centre, it's not going to be for them anymore. Um, so we've looked at places, you know, like farms and barns and turkey mill um, and these incredible stone buildings where people are able to go and work amongst the bees and the flowers and um, just have a very kind of natural approach to their to their their work environment. Um, and it's not, this isn't, you know drop in drop out this is proper mm. space you know whether it be co-working office space um but just a very different look at, at the future of future of work and the future of workspace mm. so and um, there's also a, a building tour by the way of um, cbre's henrietta house so make sure you check out and yes it's, it's good um, to see the return of of building tours and video video building tours you, you, you have big plans for for more emily yeah, well, actually, the CBR, CBRE um, HQ piece was the first in a new print series. I say print, but, you mm. know, print and online series of the EG building profile. So we're going to be mm -hmm. profiling buildings from the UK and overseas as well. Um, Hopefully, Alaska. <laughs> yeah, I'm gonna, yeah, Alaska will be great. Um, on you know, but inspirational buildings yep. in the way that we interview inspirational people, mm. uh, the buildings that are you know attracting talent or you know proving that they can do great things in terms of their ESG capabilities or amazing tech solutions and hopefully all of the above. So, so that's what we're working on. I believe that Evelina actually has one in the pipeline. So watch this space. Um, so Ooh. that was, I mean, that was <laughs> a linchpin. Spoiled. The linchpin for um, this week's talent special, but then we've also got um, a write-up of um, future leaders. Which yeah, is you, you mentioned always... inspirational, and uh, there's very little more inspirational than, than our, our future leaders. Exactly. So that's definitely worth a look. And then, you know, another sort of an area very close to your heart, Jess. We've got some excellent legal. That's um, right. Legal content as well. So um, yeah, Sarah's been working hard on that, including uh, the the winners of our annual uh, student essay competition. 
absolutely. So mm, it's packed sorry. full. It's packed full. It's a bumper edition. Um, and as always, I'm usually like Sunday morning. I'm, I'm tired, but aren't we all? <laughs> <laughs> uh, shout out to Max McLean of the University of Portsmouth for, for winning uh, the student essay competition with his piece on what long-term success in real estate looks like and how we achieve it. So uh, be, be sure to check that out and the, uh, the runner-up entries. Um, should we have a quick quiz on what the rest of the team's been up to while you've been uh, slaving away on all this stuff? Evelyn is shaking her head. Emily looks as, as delighted as ever. But we'll, we'll, we'll keep it quick. We'll keep it simple. Um, ooh, Emily, would you like to go first or second? Looking at the questions, do you think I should go first or second? Uh, actually, one of them is your story. So let's let's work it out that way. Uh, OK, OK, OK. So if you go first, uh, uh, Evelina will face your your story. So okay. let's let's send you first. Emily, whose review into the governance and purpose of the RICS looks set to make it overhaul its management structure? Um, it's Lord Bishal, isn't it? It is indeed. Uh, I very much hope he has a relative called Richard. Uh, it is Lord Michael uh, Bishard. Uh, Evelina, one nil to Emily. Which law firm has confirmed plans to consolidate its four London sites with a new office in Marylebone? It's Forsters. Oh, look at that. Red hot. One, one. OK, missing words. I knew words. that one as well. Can All I just right. say for the record, I knew that one. So I don't know anything else, <laughs> but technically I knew two. <laughs> uh, missing words from the headline. Emily. Blank made cinema unfit for use, lawyer tells Court of Appeal. Oh, God, I read this. I read this. <laughs> I Blank. have a hint for Emily. Oh, yeah, a hint from Evelina. What's the hint? Disease. <laughs> it was, it, it, was, it, was it pandemic or COVID or something? Yeah. Uh, it certainly was one of those. <laughs> uh, yes, on, we'll give it to choice. you. We'll give it to you. If you go on. Uh, so which one are you going for? Uh, if you were a headline writer, which would you go for? COVID. You are Yay. correct. Look at that. Uh, <laughs> oh, look at Evelina. She's so happy. Yeah, she's so, yeah, she is. Aww. She's delighted. Uh, okay, yeah. Evelina, you're, you're on song today. So can you get this missing word uh, from a story by none other than Emily Wright? Big blank back Euro, 100, uh, 100 million euro ESG tech fund launch. Big blank back 100 million euro ESG tech fund launch. Yeah, big guns. Big guns. <laughs> Look at that. She's read everything. Two, two. It's gonna. It's all gonna come down to the diary round. Um, so Emily, at, at this week's scientific superpower event, Bidwell's planning head Mike Derbyshire was talking about areas of deprivation in Cambridge. Only at first he didn't say deprivation. What did he say? going to have to just come up come clean to both of you one of you is the diary editor and one of you is somebody who is very much at the event and say <laughs> i don't know um <laughs> should i guess yeah i think you should yeah i think when i was reading the description of this word it was saying something like a moral corruption or is it <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. moral corruption i was thinking mm. degradation but maybe oh that's... well not you're not a million miles away Defamation? Uh, no. So, uh, Evelina, can you remember what it was? 
deprivation or whatever was, you pronounce it, it. Depravity. Oh, depravity. Yeah, okay. Depravity. So, okay. Right. It's been a phenomenally strong performance from you both, but Evelina to steal victory uh, and dismay Emily for the rest of the day. Uh, which <laughs> tennis tournament dominates its Grand Slam counterparts in the housing market as well as on the court, according to estate agent Benham and Reeves? Well, I don't think you need to be like, you, you don't need to read the diary to know which <laughs> tournament like tennis tournament is the most popular, isn't it? It's Wimbledon. <laughs> That's right. It is Wimbledon. And according to BNR, it uh, sees the highest uplift in property values immediately around the venue compared to the surrounding area. Uh, so there you go. Uh, a, a worthy victory from Evelina. What a performance. I think uh, I think you would have got six out of six if I just asked you the questions, Evelina. Amazing. And Emily, I think, I think you would have got you would have got five out of six as far as from what I can tell. I don't know. Do you know what, though? If that hadn't been for the fact that Evelina had not only been so excited every time I got one right, <laughs> that helpful, I would have been really annoyed that her diary story was easier than mine, which it was. <laughs> <laughs> Having said that, she she seems to know absolutely everything. I don't know how you do it, Evelina. So, yeah, I agree. Yeah. Completely worthy winner. Well done. Uh, uh, a real talent. I think we can all agree uh, to end this, this talent episode. Um, thank you very much uh, to both of you. I look forward uh, to seeing you on EGLSM again soon. And to everyone else at home, you have been listening to EG Like Sunday Morning. <laughs>